And welcome everybody back for another edition of the Heat Ratio Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Cotillo, joined by Mike Mataraki, Dave Dixon, and John Coker. And this week, we decided to do something different. Usually, we talk sports and when sports are going to resume and what's going to happen with the NHL and the logistics and the bubble of the NBA. You know, the players going to outrule the owners or who's going to flinch first. We decided to do something different. What And th- I got to give the credit to John because he came up with this concept of doing a best of all time draft, kind of like a best ball draft, but a best of all time. We look at all four sports. We're going to go four for four here, baseball, basketball, football, and hockey. And we're each going to get the pick in sequential order in snake fashion, just like a fancy draft, on who we would pick at that spot. So it's going to develop a lot of different, you know, different lot of convers- uh, a lot of different conversations based on who picks what where. And it's going to bring a lot of talking points as well. So before we get into it, how's everybody doing? John, thanks for the concept. I like the spreadsheet. Yeah, not doing good. It's hot. It's hot. Ha- happy it's- to be here. <laughs> happy to be here. Dave, what's up, buddy? I see you in a couple of weeks. How you doing, bud? Yeah, keeping busy. It's great to be back. I, I'm sorry I missed last week. Um, I'm excited for this, and, and John did an excellent idea with this whole thing. It's going to be a lot of fun. I like it. Mike, what's up, buddy? How you doing? Hey, man. I uh, I returned to the Cornhole Court on Sunday out in Lancaster County and yes. had a had a good day out there, so things are, are slowly returning to some semblance of of normalcy here and i'm ready to get this thing going this is a great idea hey let me ask something real fast what were the regulations or guidelines out there with the cornhole what changed um they didn't go as hardcore as what you were seeing on espn okay uh there were some players there that were wearing masks um but what they did adhere to was don't touch the other players bags try to maintain social distance (laughs) and no pre or post game handshakes no bag, no bag, no bag fondling. <laughs> Love it. Only Dave, your own. <laughs> yeah, it's just just minor adjustments if necessary. That's all. That's all that's needed. I love it. I love but it. There were uh, there were probably four or five pros there, and they were all wearing the masks. So I guess they had gotten used to that. Playing some of the the big time tournaments on ESPN or the play ins to go on to ESPN. So uh, there there were some folks there wearing masks. I'll tell you what, I, I'm I'm excited to start watching Cornhole again because I, I'll tell you what, man, I'm, I just found it last year. I couldn't believe it was on ESPN. And I'm watching it, and I'm like, is this really Cornhole? And I could not believe at some of the stuff I was seeing, which was – it was fantastic. I, I, I can't wait. Maybe we'll see you on up there one day. Maybe one day. I, it won't be anytime soon, but I'm working on it. I like it. I like it. So – when we, when we go over this concept, basically, we're going to start with baseball, and we're going to go through, just like we would be sitting at Chickie and Pete's for a annual fantasy football draft or fantasy baseball draft, and except we're all on Zoom right now because we can't be together yet. Hopefully, that will end really, really soon because we got to get back together in front of each other, but we'll get there one day. So right now, we're going to start off with baseball, and I think this is going to be really interesting. Mike's going to lead us off, and the reason why is – just we throw this out there. There's there, there's no error that we're not going to cover. There's no, you know, we're only going back to 1970, or you know, we're only going back to 1950. We're only only going to do the last 10 years. This is whatever you think, which is the best part about this. So again, 
once we pick, no reason that we can't just keep going or comments, conversation, whatever we want. If we get done all four, great. If we don't, we continue next episode. So, Mike, we'll lead you off round one, starting baseball, best of all time draft. Who you going with your first pick? Okay, with my first pick, I am going to give you a pitcher who is the only pitcher to record 300-plus wins, 3,000-plus strikeouts, and fewer than 1,000 walks. He's also the only pitcher in Major League history to win at least 15 games in 17 straight seasons. Also, 18 gold gloves. Ooh. I'm going with none other than a right-hander that we all know from our lifetimes, Greg Maddox. Wow. I did not see that one coming. I did not. I love it. Greg Maddox is one of my all-time favorite pitchers to ever watch. Just the evolution of Greg Maddox from a hard thrower to a finesse thrower, the way he he painted the black. I mean, that, right? That talent no, fastball was unbelievable. No, you're absolutely right. And if you if you really dig into Greg Maddox's numbers, some of the stuff that he did was just flat out sick. It, it really was. And He's actually number eight on the all-time career wins list. He's got 355 wins. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Who, who was the first team he was with, too? The Cubbies. The Cubbies. And he, he, was, he was traded, right? He went Cubs, Braves, back to the Cubs, Dodgers, Padres, Dodgers. Wow. And when he was part of that unbelievable rotation in Atlanta. Oof. Mm-hmm. Man, that killed the Phillies for how many years? <laughs> one, one championship, though, correct, Mike? Yeah. Only one, correct. Yeah, championships are hard to come by. They are, but he was uh, an eight-time All-Star, four-time Cy Young Award winner, led the majors in wins three times, ERA in four times, uh, first ballot Hall of Famer, almost 98% of the vote. So maybe uh, – Perhaps a bit of a sleeper pick for me, but I'm going Greg Maddox to start it off. I love it. I like it, John. How do you follow that? Well, I'm 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 going back a little further. Okay. I mean, that's okay. Uh, I mean, from look from 1918 to 1931, he led or tied the AL in home runs 12 times. That Way back. Even factor in his 2.2. Eight ERA over twelve hundred innings on the mound. Wow. Not, none other than Babe Ruth. <laughs> give me the give me the first two way player that 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 has to be top ten in baseball. Give me the first two way player, Babe Ruth. Yeah, listen. I mean, I, I, again, he's here's a guy we, when we talked about doing this that I did not have the opportunity to watch play. But obviously, you see the footage as as best as you can see it because obviously we're. I mean, listen, nineteen eighteen. I mean, for the love of God, I mean, I, I don't even know what they had back then to be able to take a picture. So, uh, you know, you read it in history books. You you see what you see. I mean, just to not only on the field but off the field as well with the stuff he did for the you know for the sick kids and was able to you know give them some positivity, which was great. But how do you not like the babe? Yeah, man. All right, Tom, you're up, man. Uh, listen, I, I think every single one of you guys, if you know me, 
you know who I'm going with. When I did this and I looked at I was going number three, I knew who was falling right into my lap. And say what you want, really don't care. Absolutely, every single day, Barry Bonds to me. Okay, the home run leader, say what you want. Say what you want about the Roids. Okay, say whatever you want. Okay, but this guy, okay, single season record, 73 home runs, right? We already know that. 762 home runs, home run leader. But what he did. On the field, when we talk about intentional walks with bases loaded, a guy that everybody feared, right? Everybody in fear. Uh, in 2004, reached base, 700, uh, reached base 376 times, walked 232 times, and was intensely walked 120. That is insane. Nobody will ever strike fear in opposing pitchers again like Barry Bonds. Anybody have a problem with Barry Bonds? I, other, you know, other than the steroids, I don't have a problem with Barry Bonds. I, I have no problem with it. I mean, I put it this way. If he fell to me in the second round, I'm taking him. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? Steroids or not. Listen, man. You know, I'm just saying. You, 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 to me, you got to go Barry. And You know, you know I, I mean? I, Tony, I thought real hard about him, Clemens, some of those other guys in the, the steroid era, and I just couldn't do it. But I got no problem with you doing it. <laughs> My, well, hey, that's okay. We're all here for something, right? Not a problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if we like were it. all the same, this show would suck. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we pretty once would. Dave, uh, I'm a big, I'm a big uh, Barry Bond supporter. I, I, you guys see my post on the Facebook page. I, what Barry's done in baseball. I mean, he's he's my opinion the best baseball player to ever played the game. The way the the five tool things that he's able to do, hit, run, throw, um, everything, hit for average, hit for power. How can you not love Barry Bonds? It's a shame that 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 asterisk is there next to his name. But Barry Bonds, um, if you can look at it with an open mind, he's there's only one other guy close to him that had the same ability, and I'll take him in the second round because I know no one else will take him. But in the first round, for, for <laughs> me, four. for me, I'm going to stick with the uh, pitcher theme, and I'm going to go with uh, Randy Johnson. Wait, oh, my. I, I like mean, it. Personally, I mean, he's got 4,875 strikeouts over his 22-year career, right? I mean, the, the big unit, his win-loss, he's 303 wins, 166 losses with a career 3.29 ERA. Um, I don't think if you have one game to pitch, um, I know Greg Myax is an excellent pitcher, but if, if, in my opinion, if we have one game to play and we need to win that one game, uh, the six foot 10 big unit, I think is going to give you nine innings of stellar baseball. And that's the guy for me in the first round of all time. Uh, that's where I'm sticking. Randy Johnson, the unit. I like it. I mean, they'll never be a pitcher like Randy Johnson. I mean, I, I, yeah. I talked about, right? I just I just said about Barry Bonds striking fear in opposing pitchers. I don't think they'll ever be a pitcher to strike fear in opposing hitters like Randy Johnson. But have you heard how many, like, you you hear these young guys come up and it's like, it's like a Randy Johnson type. They ain't no Randy Johnson type I've seen since he's been out of the game, period. 
No, you're right about that, John. Nobody nobody ever says, oh, this guy could be like Ra- Randy Johnson. I mean, maybe just because of the simple fact that, you know, he he was a lefty and he was so big. His presence was just gigantic. And all you have to do is talk about fear. Just watch the, the all-star appearance with John Crock going against Randy Johnson. <laughs> See, that, that was, right? that's, that's the thing, though, is it? So, you know, not only was he six foot ten, but Tony, you, you hit the nail on the head. He was a lefty. He threw gas and he was mean. He would just snarl at you as you got into the batter's box. Like nobody wanted to face this guy. Exactly. Nobody, nobody wanted to face this guy. Absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, good pick. So, All right, Dave, Dave. how do you so follow Dave, that? Yeah, I mean, this is a big follow. Second one. This is this is this is to me, uh, and it, obviously my opinion. The guy that doesn't get talked about enough in baseball, in my opinion, has the same type of pulls as a Barry Bonds. Um, and I go with uh, Willie Mays, as is, go- is going to be my second-round pick all time. Godfather. Uh, Willie Mays batted three hundred two. He had 3,283 hits and runs scored were 660. He had RBIs. He had 1,903 and stole 338 bases, Willie Mays did. Uh, defensively, probably, arguably, the best center fielder that ever played baseball. Um, and he played for 22 seasons. So, uh, I mean, Will, Willie Mays, 24-time All-Star, World Series champ, two-time NL MVP, Rookie of the Year in 1951, 12 gold gloves, um, NL batting champion in 54. And and listen, I know um, and and lost a year and a half to military service. Thank you, Mike, yeah. for bringing that up. I, Willie, I, again, Willie Mays is not talked about enough. He is in the same breath as any outfielder ever. Now, don't get me wrong, Mickey Mantle. You know, guys, that's one of my favorite guys to say. Oh, Mickey Mantle. Uh, so. There's, there's that era of center fielders. You could go on for a couple different names. Our older statesman, Mike Mataraki, probably has a few names in his. <laughs> Actually, Dave, what I'm laughing at right now is we have four guys picking eight of the greatest players of all time. Every player who's ever put on a uniform is available to us, and you snaked my second round pick. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like it. I'm I'm literally staring at a screen right now of all of Willie Mays' stats going, that son of a bitch. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's what's so fun about this. So I'm now going to have to dig back into the well. <laughs> well, hopefully. It's a great hope, pick by you. Hopefully I don't uh, I don't steal one of your well picks here, Mike. But, uh, you know, what I'm going to do at number uh, – what am I, number seven, John? What am I, this would be uh, four. Five, you're six overall. Yeah, six, six overall, overall, right? So I'm just going to stick with the steroid fiend, okay? That's what I'm going to do because that's who I am. And I'm going to go Roger Clemens, okay? Seven Cy Youngs, 354 wins. Say what you want about the guy, whether it be the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, the Yankees, the Astros. This guy was one of the ultimate competitors you'll ever see. And from 1986 – Okay, for when he really started going with the Red Sox. Okay, till the very end, he was still a, a, a gunslinger. You could say it was the Roy's. You could say what you want. Okay, but no matter what, there has to be an error 
that talks about the steroids. We get it. They, listen, we, we understand they happen. But it's not just one guy. It's not just two guys. It's the entire league at one point was using some kind of performance-enhancing drugs. The league allowed it, so we should allow it as well. So it's a part of the game. It's part of history. And Roger Clemens, to me, is my number six pick. Love watching Roger pitch, man. So it that's all I'm bull. saying. You, you, you tell me I'm, I'm starting a team right now with Roger Clemens on the mound and Barry Bonds is my cleanup hitter. I'm gold, bro. I'm in. <laughs> Until I'm they get suspended. Oh, stop. I knew that was coming. Well, you, you, should, you better have major surplus of medical supplies for your, yeah. your team. <laughs> stop it. Kill those convicts. Yeah. Especially in the syringe department. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Come on, John. What do you got? Number seven. All right. Here, here, here's. I have a dilemma. So what uh, I, would, what I would like to do, is I would like to trade my pick to Mike, and let him pick before me because there's two players that I do not want. I don't feel that either one of them should be left off of this list. So I'm hoping that Mike takes one of them. So I'm going to trade my pick to Mike. If you're okay with that, Mike. I'm hoping uh, to take one. Are you, are you sweetening the pot with also allowing me to make a pick, a switch with you down the road? I think that's only right. See, but I'm actually giving you I'm giving you the better pick. Why am I also okay. giving you a better pick down the road, too? De- deal accepted. I will, uh, I will allow for your cowardice on this pick. Good, thank you. This is this is how I draft, man. Let uh, let other people make decisions for me. Well, since I have my pitcher and two of the three greatest home run hitters of all time are already off the board, I am going to go with the ultra obvious pick of one Mr. Henry Aaron. Hammer and Hank. Hammer and Hank. Good pick. The stats for Aaron are a little ridiculous. A lot of people don't realize that aside from the 755 home runs, career 305 hitter, almost 250 stolen bases, and a three-time Gold Glove winner. Yeah. So certainly, certainly right. not a certainly not a one-dimensional guy. No, you're absolutely right. I think you know. I, I guess the story that I always heard about Hank Aaron was, oh, you know, he played for so many years. It took him a while to get those home runs. You never really hear, you know, everything, you know, all the, the accolades that he actually had along the way. He's definitely not talked about enough. Oh yeah. He, he was a grinder. Yeah. He, there, there's players that overshadowed him, but oh yeah, he's, I mean, come I on, mean, let's yeah, create. When yeah. he was, when, 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 you know, when he was running around those bases in Atlanta, he he definitely wasn't a young man. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it's well, no, let's make no mistake put, about it. Put it this way. I don't think we're going to be able to talk bad about any player on any of these lists, but. No, no. Hank hey, Aaron's still, to, I mean, in his later stage, so his thing, he was very humble. That's why no one talks about him. He was very humble, and, and he stayed that way. Forever, and and that he's not talked about enough. Whoever said that earlier is absolutely correct. So, John, you were so worried about picking at number and, eight, and, and and Mike didn't help me. Oh, see. I I still got my same two guys, and I can't imagine you guys threw me. <laughs> you guys threw me off with your draft. I'll tell you that right now. Well, that's what drafts are all about. Because I see there, uh, we're, we're we've now have the top seven 
Major League Baseball history, and I see one, two, three pitchers. And to me, the number one pitcher isn't even there, so I want to take him. However, if Mike took Babe Ruth, the second overall pick to me is still there. Yeah, Henry Williams. Ted Williams, but I can't go Babe Ruth and Ted Williams. Even Why not? Because it's like going running back, running back. I can't go old school, old school. Well, so okay. so yeah. I am going with, not, You can do whatever you want. No, I'm sorry. With, with the way you guys all took pictures, I am uh, going with Nolan Ryan. Uh, he was, he was, he, I, I was to close. Me, hand, to me, hands down, longevity going on. How many teams he thrown no hitters for? Like, come on. Well, he threw, I'm, he threw what, eight no hitters? Seven yeah. or eight no hitters? Uh, it was I'm, seven I'm no sorry. hitters. He threw seven it, no hitters. And, and, and look, I take nothing away from like the pitchers that are there. No questions. Like, I mean, greatest of all time. This is the all time list. But, I'm sorry to me, my number one pitcher was Nolan Ryan from the get-go. Hey, John, John I, I personally I have no issue with this because when I, I knew that my first round pick was going to be a pitcher, and I went back and forth between Greg Maddox and Nolan Ryan about four times before I settled on Maddox. And yeah, it, not was Nolan. Mm, it was tough. It was tough. Yeah, well, look, hey, that's why we're doing this, but it's crazy, like just to see how it plays out. So Overall, Mike – so we all got a pitcher and a hitter. Mike got Greg Maddox with Hank Aaron. I got Babe Ruth with Nolan <coughs> – pardon me. Nolan Ryan. Tony got Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens going steroid era like a – Oh, yeah. Like only like I can. Box. Like only I can, brother. And, and, and Dave has a nice mix of, you know, a little bit of – he with Randy and going sentimental and, you know, the old school at Willie Mays Hayes. So, I love it. So Tony's the only team that doesn't have a Hall of Famer on it. <laughs> you Wait. like that, don't you? Here. You like that. Uh, because about, they should be Hall of Famers. That's why. Go ahead. Put the asterisk next to him, John. That's all right. It's all the good. Ad, the, and nice. Nice. <laughs> I could take it. I could take it. You, you know, Roger Clemens is the only member of the 300 win club and the only member of the 3000 strikeout club who is not in, not the, hall in the hall of fame. of fame. Travesty. It's a travesty. Yeah. He'll get in. Don't worry. He'll get in. They'll both get it. Bonds, votes are going up every year. Either way, the writers will put them in. They're going to get in. Trust me. They definitely are going to get in. Oh, so we're going hoops now. Now we're I like going it. to hoops. I like hoops. it. Ah, I love the hoops. I, I think now it's going to get more. It's even going to get more interesting now. So the 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 same rotation. Tony follows me. Dave follows Tony. So, but I got first. I got first overall. To me, it's a no brainer. No question in my mind. Michael Jordan. Absolutely. Put it in there. I don't even care if we don't speak for more than five seconds on the name. To me, that's hands down Michael Jordan. Well, I, that's listen, we don't even have to talk about that because I think – and I know it's a fancy dress. So let me ask. Dave, if he was number one, I don't want to know if you were to pick somebody else. Just tell who they would be. Would it have been Michael Jordan? Not my, if I had number one? Yes. Would it have been Michael Jordan? Oh, without a doubt. You know that. Yeah. How about you, Mike? It's not even a question. Right. So, I mean, listen, I, I think we're all in agreement. Either way, it would have been Michael Jordan. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Number two, you guys know I'm not going with 
who everybody else may say it may be. Not you guys, but maybe the consensus. I'm going with none other than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar because to me, and I said this before, when this list came out on ESPN, they started ranking the top 10, and they had LeBron at number two. To me, it was a slap in the face of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay, say whatever you want. Six MVP awards, 19-time All-Stars, six championships with the first and last coming 17 years apart. Named the 15 All-NBA teams and 10 first-team selections. Listen, the Skyhook, you name it, whether it be Milwaukee's Louis Alcindor, whether it be with the L.A. Lakers, 24.6, might as well say 25 points per game, 11 rebounds per game, and almost four assists per game. The guy was an absolute stud. The best part about it, he was an ambassador of the game, right? He was like, in a way, he was like a Muhammad Ali to basketball. He was very vocal in the cultural community. He was very vocal in the league. And I, I just don't see another player that could be a number two. I, I cannot argue with Kareem. I mean, he was, he, he's another one not talked about enough. Never talked about. Never talked about. I mean, uh, he's he's quiet, humble guy. Just did his job and, and just win. That's a great pick, in my opinion. So how you followed it up, Dave? Who you go in number three? You, you left me in a little bit of a predicament. Uh, I, I know I did. I, I, I told you. This is where it gets interesting. Dave's in a pickle. Dave's yeah. in. <laughs> where's Albert at? Is he listening? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with Kobe Bryant. I love it. Love it. I'm going to go with Kobe. I mean, I, I always – I say that Kobe's right under Jordan. Um, I'm one of those guys with the young kids. I know that pisses them off because of LeBron. Um, but I'm going to go with the guy that I thought had a heart of a lion, and uh, he was just – if anybody mirrored Michael Jordan with everything about a work ethic included, um, Kobe was the guy. Five championships – uh, I know three of them were with Shaq, or I think two were with Shaq. I forget. Um, but Kobe, to me, was the closest thing to Michael. Um, he averaged 25 points a game and, and, and played in, what, 1,300 games, 20, year seat, 20 years uh, career. Um, I don't know. What, what can you not say about Kobe? I, I, thought, I thought that. You know, him passing and all that stuff was an absolute travesty to for a lot of reasons. But um, my my number one pick at third overall will be Kobe Bryant. Mamba mentality. I love it. Oh, yeah. For me, now, by process of elimination, if we have handled Jordan, Abdul-Jabbar, and Bryant, my number four will, in fact, be LeBron James. I kind of figured that. Kind of have to. You yeah. kind of have to. Because I, I don't think, I don't think there's a discussion, honestly, on whether he is a top five or not. I know, right. a lot, you know, a lot of people want to want to have their quote unquote goat conversations, and you've got the Jordan or Kobe, Jordan or LeBron, LeBron or Kobe. You know, Le LeBron is a top five, and for me, he is number four. On the turn, I am going to go with one Irvin Magic Johnson. Uh, sticking oh. to the Laker colors. I like it. I, I, I like it. It's ne nearly 20 points a game, over seven rebounds a game, over 11 assists per game, a six foot nine point guard, five titles. I mean, he basically revolutionized the game. And, yep. you know, a lot of people didn't like the whole 
Showtime Lakers thing. And, you know, a lot of people will talk about him womanizing and this, that, whatever. But frankly, for me, without the bird magic Julius sort of three-way rivalry in the early 80s, and especially the, the, uh, the Johnson and Bird rivalry, the NBA doesn't get to where it is now. Oh, I completely agree. Completely agree. I mean, just growing up, I mean, I, I watched. That, that, that's the era that I'm so familiar with because I, even as a kid, watching that team led by Magic and watching those rivalries and just watching the way – I mean, he was a transcendent passer. It was unbelievable the way he could move the ball around. And, and a guy who really didn't have a shot. And if he, he had to create that little baby jump hook, if you remember. He really didn't have a shot. No, he didn't. It wasn't until much later in his career that he developed the jump shot. And yep. just about everything, you know, in terms of his offense was, you know, drives to the hoop. And, and like you said, that little, that little baby hook. But just kind of tying it back. I honestly don't know that LeBron is the type of player that he was without that Magic Johnson sort of, you know, transcendent player coming along. Right, right. No, I agree. I agree. Well, Dave, <laughs> how do you follow that up, buddy? That, that, I mean, we're, we're, we're cooking. This is one hell of a team. I'll tell you uh, that. I'm going to tell you that this is pretty easy for me. I'm going to bypass – Six are great in Wilt Chamberlain. And I'm going to go with, if you guys know me a little bit, I think won't be a shock to some of you. I'm not going to team up Kobe and O'Neal. I'm going to give Kobe, uh, Akeem, the dream, Elijah Wan. Two-time NBA champion. Two-time NBA. I, I can't, I'm not going to read you all Akeem's career stats, but it's people should actually go back and look at what this guy's career's highlights are. Two-time NBA Finals MVP, most valuable player in 94, 12-time All-Star. This one's the most interesting to me. Two-time NBA Defensive Player in a Year, right? I mean, Akeem the Dream was in the 50 best players ever. Um, what he could do defensively um, was outstanding, but offensively, Akeem Olajuwon was a nightmare to try to defend. and. Um, I just think that Elijah Wan and Kobe on the same team, that's a pretty special team. Good luck trying to defend those guys, fellas. I, I, I love that pick. I absolutely love that pick. And, and I think you should send a thank you card to Mr. Michael Jordan because without Jordan retiring for two <laughs> years, he, he wouldn't have got those two rings, in my opinion. Yeah, probably, maybe not. But, but Dave, seriously, in all, in all seriousness, a guy – who another guy, we've said this probably countless times already, and we're only halfway through this, that's not talked enough about. Just Akeem is not talked enough about. It's really not. But you mentioned – this is where it gets interesting because you did – you mentioned Will Chamberlain, all right? And I, and I know we have guys out there, and this is only top eight, right? There's only two – there's only four of us picking two picks. And, you know, so many guys, when you, when you think about it, Will Chamberlain, Oscar Robinson, Bill Russell, these guys. But for me, who I'm taking at number seven with my second pick, is the best shooter of all time, ha is Larry Legend, Larry Bird. And for anybody who wants to argue with me, tell me there's a better shooter that's ever laced up a pair of Chuck 
uh, Converse's, okay? <laughs> I can't even say Nikes, okay? It's got to be Larry. I mean, this guy led Boston to five NBA finals. We all know it, three championships. We get it. I mean, listen, MVP in three consecutive years, something only Wilt and Bill Russell had accomplished. I, I, at that time, held the best small forward ever, probably until probably LeBron James came along. But there, there was a, sh- there was no shot that Larry couldn't make. I mean, you go back, and and you watch that team, that 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 Celtic with with DJ and Parrish and McHale, right? You you just watch that, and you're you're like, wow, this guy. I mean, he he, he was transcendent. I mean, he was a guy before his time. I, I there's no doubt in my mind he could probably still pick up a basketball and drill twenty in a row from the left hand corner. That's how good of a shooter he was. So that's why I'm going with, with number seven. Larry Legend. When you said best shooter of all time, I legitimately got scared for a second that you were going to say Steph Curry. Oh, no, 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 no. Thank goodness. No, no. Listen, I I like Steph. sure either. I like Steph (laughs) at all, but uh, no, you got to give me Larry. So I'm going – I'll step on the floor right now, two elder states with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Larry Bird. feeling pretty good about myself. A lot of of rings there. Hey, John, listen, there's no way to trade this pick this time, buddy. Nah, you you got to take it. You can't I tell you, but, 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 Tony, did you did you feel a little bit more pressure knowing that, like, there's only two more picks in the top eight, and, like, you're thinking about all these guys. Yeah. Like, that's why I trade. Seriously, first overall pick stinks. <laughs> because you, had, you were the guy that picks uh, the Yeah, and Michael Jordan's a tough pick in this situation. Yeah, right, I'll right. tell you. No, we're supposed because, to feel sorry for you, right. No, because Dave, now I'm the last guy. Think about how many guys that are out there. Wait till you see. Well, think about how many guys that are out there. It's like I only get to pick one. This is the only guy. Everybody else is like floating out in the abyss, not in the heat ratio, top eight. You want me to pick them for you? No, I'm pick I'm picking it and it's maybe not I uh, like like uh, I want to pick Wilt, but man, I went babe. I I I proved my point in the young guys, and I'm sorry. One of my favorite athletes of all time. I'm going Shaq O'Neal. I don't care. I'm putting him in the top eight. I'm not saying, look, that's my guy. I don't know. He's entertaining. I watched him on Bear Grylls with Shaq O'Neal. <laughs> I tell you what, that show, if you got time, watch that episode. Like, oh, man, he just cracks me up. I tell you what, he's a good dude. I just, I've been a fan of Shaq since the day he came out of college. Let me tell you, there, there, there's never been, in my opinion, a more powerful presence down low than Shaquille O'Neal. And I, I don't think there's even any argument for what this guy did. I mean, obviously, back in the day, we talk about, you know, Chocolate Thunder and Daryl Dawkins breaking down rims. But Shaquille O'Neal was so powerful, they had to reinforce the entire oh, basketball net. You, you want to talk about our era, that when that hoop came down <laughs> – like, I mean, he brought down multiple hoops, but when he brought down the apparatus. He, yeah, it, I mean, listen, I mean, from his days at LSU, you, you already knew he was a man uh, He was a man amongst boys. And that run he had, with, you know, with Kobe, it, with the Lakers, I mean, the guy was an all-star 15 times. Uh, you know, 15 times. He, four rings, three MV, three-time finals MVP. You know, and he averaged a double-double during a career that spanned almost two decades. I know he couldn't shoot a foul shot. Who cares? The guy <laughs> was on friggin' believable. And 
the, the one image, and I know you guys will remember this, I, uh, the unfortunate image stands out my mind is the way he manhandled to Kempi Mutombo in the 2001 <laughs> finals. I mean, with all due respect to Kempe, he didn't have a chance against Shaq. It wasn't even fair. No, really that's, that's, that's a whole other show right there because oh. I, I have been on record many, many times as saying the Sixers may have had a better shot winning that series if they still would have had Theo Ratliff, Theo Ratliff in the middle. Yep, I completely agree, Mike. I completely agree. I mean, because – you know, put it you, on the list. Yeah, yeah, another show. Put, no, absolutely. Because if you, <laughs> you know, I, I've been on the record as saying not only that, but when you go a little further into looking who could guard Shaq, Dennis Rodman guarded Shaq one on one by himself. Yeah, he was one of the only guys. Just because he would get into his head, he knew how, he he just knew everything about him because he was he just studied the game. And it was unbelievable, but Phil Jackson, you know, Phil Jackson doubled Shaquille when he when he got the ball underneath too a lot. Yeah, he, he did. No, you're absolutely right. It just, but he just a freakish athlete, unbelievable. Uh, John, Shaq, Shaq's, Shaq's a monster. Let's, you should have been, been able to guard him with a Louisville Slugger. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, so unfair. The Kimby, the, 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 there was no uh, not not in my house with the Kimby in that series. I'll tell you that. Uh, John, let's let, let instead of going to football, let's let's go with hockey. I want to go with hockey John, first, and then we'll finish with football. Want. I don't care because oh, I hey, think I, I think you just threw me off. Dave. Sorry, sorry, Dave. I just I I, I think football is going to open up a lot more conversation. Than hockey, uh, you know, I, I I tend to think I I know a little more hockey than uh, you know than people may think, but I think I'm more elaborate on football. So I think all of us are. So <laughs> no, well, you, you actually. <laughs> I, I didn't know. I didn't realize until I looked at it that I was number one. That's pretty easy for me. Should I just throw uh, it away? I, I, it's just like basketball. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to take Wayne Gretzky number one overall. No, no way. No way. <laughs> no. Why would we take the GOAT? Yeah. I'm not going to complain like like John. Oh, my gosh. I got the number one pick. Uh, uh. I didn't cl- complain about that. I said I fit. Whatever, dude. <laughs> Listen, How's Chris, that? Whatever, Wayne, Wayne Gretzky is is in a you know in a cabinet of his own right i mean it's as simple as put nhl's all-time you know leader in points won 10 NHL, 10 nhl scoring championships right 10 i mean this this guy i mean oh he's what can you say about him whether it be whether it was with edmonton whether it was with um uh los angeles it it really doesn't matter the guy was who you wanted to emulate as a hockey player uh, you know, obviously after that came Lemieux, but it was always Wayne Gretzky. So, yeah, I mean, I think every single one of us would have had an easy first round pick at number one overall going with Wayne Gretzky. I love uh, – everybody knows his stats, and if they don't, they should look them up. But I, I love some of his quotes are pretty funny. Um, you miss 100% of the shots you never take. <laughs> I thought that was a really good one. Uh, oh, I like that. I never heard that quote. Yeah, these are – some of his quotes are – uh, he, he's, he, I don't know. Is there ever going to be, uh, you know, a Michael Jordan, a, a Wayne Gretzky? I mean, I, I don't know. No, well, I, I, I don't think so. So here's the interesting thing about Wayne Gretzky. This is, this is the little nugget that I always pull out that not a lot of people know. That if Wayne Gretzky never scored a goal in his entire NHL career, <laughs> he would still be the NHL's all-time leading scorer. Point score. Point yeah. score. Yeah. He he has more assists 
than anyone else has total points. <laughs> that, that is unbelievable. Yeah. His, his stats are just, it's, it looks like it's fake. When, when you're reading them, you're like, that's a misprint. <laughs> yeah. So, so here, here, here's, a, here's a good one, Mike. It is, it, Michael, you'll like this. This is another stat I caught because I knew – I didn't know who we were going to get. So, obviously, Wayne Gretzky is Wayne Gretzky. So, Alex Ovechkin, right, 31 years old right now. Ovechkin. Ovechkin. I always say – I always have Ovechkin. problems with uh, uh, oh, Vetskin. Say, I don't right. know why we're, I say that. Of what is wrong with me? We're checking so, on the Vetskin. So he's 31 years old. He has 547 career goals, right? He would have to average 30 goals for the next 12 years to surpass Wayne Gretzky. That's unbelievable. That's how good Wayne Gretzky was. It just it just puts everything in perspective. And, and Ovechkin, Ovechkin is a is a stud, and he's been absolute a stud, stud for years. Yep. Absolute stuff. Well, Mike, how do you follow that up with Wayne Kretzky? Don't I'm, kill me. I'm Don't going Gordy Howe. Yeah, I was just, I kind of figure. I mean, that's that's usually the one two, man. It's it? e- I mean, it's it's either Gordy Howe, Lemieux, or Yager. And I gotta go Gordy Howe on that one. Yeah, I mean, listen, I you know, most lists that you see, some will actually have Gordy Howe number one. Right. I mean, you know, he's depicted as like a Superman like athlete in the 1950s. I mean, I, let's be honest. But the thing is, it's it's old school, new school. Right. We're, we're more, you know, we're more comfortable saying Wayne Gretzky because that's who we watched. But some people would say, hey, it's Gordy Howe. But either way, I really can't go wrong. John. Are, are, are you Come going on. to give us the Pittsburgh Come guy? Come on. Really? Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Super Mario. Wow. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, look. Fell right in your lap, Johnny. Huh? He fell right in your lap. Well, exactly. Oh, I'll tell you what. I I was gritting my teeth. But, yeah, I'm very happy. Gordie Howe, I mean, you can't. Yes, I would agree. I mean, Gordie Howe could be number one. You know, but, yeah, I'm going hometown bias. Mario's definitely top eight. I want him on my team. And that. That's where I went, enough said. Well, as a hockey guy, or I should say not as a hockey guy, I'm going to go with somebody. I'm going to throw this draft off a little bit at number four. There's probably a bunch of guys that could probably be at number four, but they're probably not going to be the guy I'm picking. Guy I'm picking won six six NHL Stanley Cup rings, okay? Won five with the Oilers, but but he killed us when he was with the Rangers. Uh, ultimate leader, in my opinion, is Mark Messier. To me, I'm going Mark Messier at four. I know he's only third all time in points. He's not number one. Oh, Sec- only uh, right, but, only but, he's but, only third all time. But the reason why I say that because a lot of people say, "Oh, how do you pass?" You know, you know, uh, Bobby Orr, Bobby Hall. How do you pass these kind of guys? But in, in my opinion, from what I want, Mark Messier. I mean, and he stood the test of time, too. You talk about a guy who played for a while. This guy played for a long time because he was gifted. He was gritty. He knew he might not have been the fastest guy at the end of his career, but he was such a tremendous leader, in, you know, on the bench and in the locker room. Listen, he's second all-time playoff points as well. For me, he's the guy, Mark Messier, number four. I got no issue with it. I, I, I like it. So, Mark Messier is one of my favorite hockey players ever. Uh, I'll tell you, Dave. He uh, he was unbelievable. He really was for me. Uh, and oh, I, that's right. I'm back to back. I'm four or five here. 
Ooh, all right. Well, this is a guy I was picking for the guy. I didn't realize it was five, but I got to go goalie here. I do. And I have to go as much as I hate to put a Jersey Devil up here. I got to go Marty Bredour. More wins than any other goalie in NHL history. Sorry. The guy was, you know, you talk about Michael Jordan stopping guys like Patrick Ewing and Carl Malone from getting a ring. We got to mention Marty Brodeur. How many times he threw a shutout in the playoffs? How many times he threw that one, you know, he won that two-to-one game? I mean, you just, just especially if you're a Flyers fan, you hated playing the Devils because you knew you had to go up against Marty Brodeur, and he was everything we always wanted and something we never had, which was a Stanley Cup champion goaltender. So, for me, number five, I'm going Marty Brodeur. Stud. Mar- oh, he was a flat-out stud, especially yeah. in the playoff time. Oh, man. I, I, I mean, he, he had his own highlight reel. He really did. i tell you what, Tony, you – Every single round, I, I I didn't mention it, but even in basketball, LeBron and Magic, like I'm, dude, that is just sick. And uh, I'm looking here, and I'm looking at I'm looking at Messier and Brodeur, like in their heyday. Either one of them, like Brodeur, could just throw shoutouts anytime he wanted. I well, 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 look, you said LeBron and Magic. Look at your Jordan and Shaq. Who's stopping that team? Jordan and Shaq. Are you kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> I, but I, yeah. I'm not saying that, but I don't know. Like pure basketball, that's just size. That's not necessarily uh, something that they brought. Like I'm saying, he perfected it. But if he wasn't as big as he was, like that's just my like like Larry Bird. Nobody could shoot like him. Like I mean, Olajuwon still he could shoot threes. Shaq can't even shoot a darn foul shot. <laughs> yeah, boy, uh, he he he, well, he could have been covered, man. Anyway, he could have been covered. Yeah, let's but, go. Who you got? Who follow Mario? You know what? Oh, I don't even no, care. you come on. Yes, I you, am. you know what? You just lost all credibility in this draft. Mike, all, all, Mike credibility, all credibility on the hockey draft. I, exactly. And I'll tell you this right now because I love watching playoff hockey. There were those guys. Look, Sidney Crosby, look, he, he is uh, – he, he, he's not necessarily like the most likable guy. I know this is Philly town that I'm in, and that's okay. But I'll tell you what, I have never seen a quicker stick. I'm not saying that he's not a uh, B word that I'm not going to say, but, uh, dude, his – No, no. Total, taking, total, no, total fraud. Total fraud. Because if you want to, if you want to go with another penguin, there you yeah. could go Yager or you could go Mark Andre Fleury, and I'm fine with either of them. But the fact that you go Crosby in that slot, you are fraudulent. Wow. Fraudulent. Fraudulent. No, fraudulent. Because <laughs> Fleury left to the to the Knights, who then ended up no. Fleury. Yarmir Yager is the third all-time scorer in NHL history. I let alone, but not with the Penguins because he went to he went to every other team and did it. So what? So what, are you picking a Penguin they, guy? You had to pick a Penguin guy. I I am not a hockey dude. <laughs> I, I prefaced that already. I'm not a hockey dude. I watch hockey. I watch playoff hockey, and I watch the Penguins. And look, there's the top guys, and I don't care. I'm putting Sidney's Cro- Sidney Crosby's quickest stick skills 
is what I'm going with. Well, here, here you go, You John. can put him on there, but I'm only going to make fun of you for the next year until we do this again. Sidney Crosby. I really don't care. That's not, <laughs> so I'm, I'm I, cool I, with that. I will give you this, right? Two Stanley Cups, two Hart Trophies, two scoring championships, a Conn Smythe Trophy, two Olympic gold medals, and a World Cup MVP. I get it. The resume's there. You're right. I just I, I'm I'm calm with Mike. There's a couple other people I, I would have put above Sid the kid, but hey, that's why it's a fantasy draft, Look, and that's I'll, why it's your opinion, and that's who you want. And, I, and I'm all no, for it, man. It's all good. I'm, I'm gonna very similar. I don't think Ted Williams should have been left out of baseball. I couldn't leave my hometown guy out. Yes, he, look, there's other guys. I, I'm not that much of a hockey guy, so I'm going with my guy. So, Tone, I actually liked your method of going score and netminder. Oh, I like it. I like where uh, this is going. I I basically had two of them that I was looking at, one being Martin Brodeur and the other being my pick in this this spot, none other than Patrick Waugh. Patrick Waugh. I love Patrick Waugh. So we've we've got the – Number one and number two in terms of all-time wins for goalies here on the uh, on the list. If you, hey Mike, if you had to take a third goalie, would it or would it not be Hasek? You know what? That's a great question because, wow. like, I I just told John, you know, he could have taken Mark Andre Fleury, and I wouldn't have said anything. I- I think there's a couple of guys that I might take before Hasek. I, I, it's, it's tough. I, I mean, I'd, I'd be looking at, I'd be looking at Flory, Belfour. Oh, Mont- that's what that was my. That's what I'm saying. You can't leave him out. Yeah, but I, I mean, there's, there's, to me, there's like a, there's a bunch of them now that fall into a cluster. Grant yes. Fjord. Yeah. Yeah. You got, you got Hasek, yep. Lundqvist, Flory, Belfour, Luongo, Fjord. You could even put Curtis Joseph. Curtis, in there. Cujo, yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, exactly. Guys are all current goalies. Like, you're, uh, what about the old school with Bernie Perron, Kenny Dryden, Jock Blunt, Terry Salchuk? Yeah, there's 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 a, there's a, there's a oh, lot of them. Yeah, that Dave went out to Terry Salchuk. Wow, I like it. Legendary goalies, man. I mean, those goalies did things, uh, uh, and the guys who played with no masks. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's the those guys got big balls, bro. Let me tell you. Wow. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about in an era like a Bobby Hall with a 118-mile-an-hour slap shot, and you're playing with no mask? Wow. I'll tell you, that that, that takes some pretty big cojones. That's that, definitely right. Dave, you're rounding it out, brother. You're rounding it out. End of the draft, number eight overall fantasy hockey draft. Greatest of all time. Who you got? I mean, there's, there's, I there's such a list left. Can I trade this pick? Ah. <laughs> So, um, I'm going to go with Stevie Weiserman. I love it. I was going to say, I hope somebody put Weiserman on this list. Yeah, I mean, uh, Stevie Y was uh, – he was a phenomenal leader. Uh, I just liked his grit. Great player. Um, championships, he's won. Um, and they didn't win him right away, right? I mean, Detroit, uh, he, he was a young kid on the team. He was fourth overall pick in 1983. Um I don't know. To me, he's one of the all-time greatest hockey players ever. I think he should be in the top ten. Um, I, I believe that you're leaving out like Rocket Richard, Ray Bork, and and Bobby Orr. I didn't pick goalie-wise. I mentioned all the old scores. You guys mentioned Hasek, um, but for me, 
Stevie Eiserman, he was fun to watch. He was just, you know, he reminded me of a guy that Philadelphia would get behind, like a Bobby Clark type. Uh, oh, definitely. Definitely. Uh, I mean, Conn Smythe trophy winner, uh, you know, uh, Silky trophy winner. He, 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 his resume completely overloaded with career, uh, you know, awesome stats, stats during his career. Another guy, honorable mention, I don't think that's listed enough, Nicholas Lidstrom. Oh, he's uh, yeah. I, I Absolute stud defenseman. Stud defenseman, right? I mean, this is a guy, four Stanley Cups. What, what do you say about the guy? I mean, we could go on all day. There's so many guys that could put on this list. Yeah, I mean, think, of, think about some of the names that we didn't even mention. Yep. I mean, guys like, you know, Ron Francis, Marcel Dion, Joe Sackick. You know, Joe the es- Sackick. The Espos- That's a great one. You know, the, the Espositos. You had, you know, Phil the scorer and Tony the goaltender. Ray Bork, Paul Coffey, Joe Thornton. Brett Hull. Stan Makita, Brett Hull. I mean, there's so about Forsberg? Like, you put Forsberg out there? Fors- yeah, Forsberg. I'm, I might even throw Lindros on oh, the list. Yeah, I was just going to say that. It's all about thinking about putting Lindros out there as well, right? I mean, I don't, I don't know that he's a top eight, but he's in the conversation. Ray, both of you said Ray Bork, and that was, I mean, outside of, like, uh, Penguins, outside of that, Ray Bork was my guy. Like, I don't know. I just – I he played so many years. He was just such a force back then. Like, Ray Bork, and both of you mentioned it, that that quite possibly could have been my second-round pick. Scored 10, 10 or more goals for 21 consecutive seasons. Yeah, he's sick. Just think about that. I mean, I know it's only 10, but still, talk about consistency. Wow. That's the man right there. But I, now, actually, I, ahead, actually, I actually had a mini Boston Bruins hockey stick, and my best friend had a Penguins hockey stick because I love Ray Bork so much growing up. I had a Bruins hockey stick as a Penguins fan. Wow. Because of Ray Bork. Because of Ray Bork. Because nice. of Ray Bork. Same colors anyway. I used well, to play. I, yeah, I, well, you de- you have to keep it comfortable. You can't go to like something crazy. So, so I, 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 hold on, Tony. Ahead, be, be, before we move on, I want to go back to John for a second. I'll give you one last chance. Uh oh. Do you, will you will you replace Sidney Crosby with Mark Andre Fleury? I'll give you a penguin for a penguin. Uh, there no. You will you will you replace him with Ray Bork? I w- yes, uh, yeah. Oh, you you can't see the shared screen, Ray. Bork I, oh, is- I got it right now. Actually, I have now replaced it with Ray Bork. Oh, we got into <laughs> we got into him. I yes. love it. I love it. You just oh, well, I I, I pre- you built it under pressure. <laughs> so that's all right. Stick to your guns, young man. Tell him, tell him, Dave. What what is that? We, what is that? We 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 got some additional thought out of the man. I like it. He said, "Well, he went. He, now what happened was he just gave us that little sob story about the little hockey stick. Start <laughs> thinking about Ray Bork. Oh, oh, he got nostalgic. Yeah, nobody played with me because of my Bruins hockey. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll tell you what. That was a lot of hockey talk. I'm impressed. Yeah. I think everybody should be impressed. That was. Uh, I think we spent more time on hockey than we did baseball." Our listeners might not even have known that we knew uh, hockey players' names. <laughs> See that? They didn't know four for four. 
four for four plus more plus fantasy, right? That's right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So now we get to the nitty gritty. Now we end the segment on football. I know we all we all pick numbers, and, and Tony got first overall in football. I think that's what we are all clamoring over. Yeah, this uh, is gonna be easy. Football's easy. Number one's easy. I mean, I think it is to me. I, you know, we, we, we all, I think baseball was obviously a, an interesting one. I think there's there's multiple players who could do it, number one. I think basketball, obviously, with the consensus, hockey, the consensus. And I would think football consensus with me, the all-time best receiver ever played a game, Jerry Rice. Uh, I don't think there's – to me – Not even close for me. Right. I, I, I mean, yep. listen, 19 years in the NFL – Three-time Super Bowl champion, 13 Pro Bowls, right? Leads the NFL in receiving yards of 22,895, right? I, this guy, total reception, 1549, all-purpose yards, total touchdowns. Listen. There's only, there's only one stat you need for him, Tony. What's that? He holds 37 Six. NFL records. I was just going to say that. That was my let. Yep. <laughs> Thir- that is insane, right? Le- leads the – and well, here's one. Consecutive games with at least one reception, 274. That record will never be broken. Wow. Right? 274 straight games with a with a catch. I mean, and for all you fans, football players, that's the kind of guy you want on your team. Because you know he's at least getting something, right? So no goose eggs for Jerry Rice. So for me, no doubt about it. Jerry Rice hands down, number one overall. Well, I'm glad you went first. <laughs> I'm I'm curious of number two. I, I can't wait to hear what you have, Dave. I, I am. I'm My number two is the greatest football player that ever played football. Ooh. And that's Lawrence Taylor. L T. L T is my number one pick, and in my opinion, the greatest football player that ever ever played. Uh 132 and a half sacks. He's got 1089 tackles. Um, he's got eight-time All-Pro, ten-time Pro Bowler. Uh, he's got two championships with the uh, Giants, and those stats don't mean anything compared to what that man did for the game of football. Um, he's the reason why left tackles get paid the most money that they do. Uh, he's the reason why offensive coordinators couldn't sleep at night for mm-hmm. his whole career playing football. Uh, Lawrence Taylor redefined the game, um, made that position um, a a top priority position and killing the quarterback that, you know, that I talk about all the time. There was no one greater than Lawrence Taylor. I like it. I love LT. I mean, that's a guy who you could go back and watch and just uh, listen. We talked about it, right? With Barry Bonds. We talked about it with Randy Johnson you just said it, Dave. He struck. He struck fear in opposing defensive coordinators' eyes. I mean, that guy. I mean, you talk about a, a modern day Bobby Boucher, right? I mean, he would kill the quarterback at every chance he could get. So, yeah, LT, great pick. I love it. Yeah, he was my favorite growing up. He was. LT just oh, he was a beast. He oh, was a beast. He he really was. All right, Andy, Mike. And he was in Waterboy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, Bobby Boucher, you know, he was what? What was this line he did in the movie? Um, and that's why kids, you don't do crack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was great. great. That was great. All right, Mike, how you follow up with number three? 
Oh, this is actually a, a little tougher decision than I thought. Um, I really, really want to go quarterback here, <laughs> but I'm not. I, I am, in fact, know. going with sweetness. I do it. I love it. My favorite running back. Oh, great pick, Mike. Well deserved. 1985 Super Bowl champion, seven-time All-Pro, NFL MVP, NFL Offensive Player of the Year, second-leading rusher in NFL history, fourth-most rushing touchdowns in history, and I think one of the first to be the speed and power back. You know, coming through like that in the in that sort of like mid to late 70s there, like you had you had some speed guys, you had some power guys, and you had guys start to come along like Earl Campbell, Walter Payton, you know, a couple of others that really combined the speed and the power. For me, Walter Payton, my number three overall. Love it. Huh? I love that pick, man. He he he's probably he probably should have been number one. Um, Walter to me is the best all round running back that ever played. You said it. He could run through you, run around you. He could catch. He could block. And Mike Dicka should never be forgotten for not giving him a rushing touchdown in the Super in the Bowl. Super Bowl. He gave it to Perry instead. Yes, and that was a absolute crying shame. No, you're right. And if you watch that that 30 for 30 on those 85 Bears and find out, I mean, how hurt that Walter Payton was with that. I mean, that, I mean, Dickett was obviously a wild card. We all know that. But he got to be smart enough in that, in that instance to say, listen, you know, this is what we have right there. Whether the guy was having a good game or not, you give him a rock, you give him a touchdown. We know all about that. That was a bad move on Dickett's part. Absolutely. Well, John. I mean, are you going to be a homer? It really can't be a homer right you know here. I have, well, I'm I'm just going to thank Mike for the lead. And you know what? Because one of my guys, look, I'm going offense and defense. So you think Chicago Bears and Walter Payton. I'm going Mike Singletary. Wow. I did not expect I'm, that one. I'm sorry. Look, 10 Pro Bowls, seven All Pros. The eyes. The eyes, the legs, the demeanor like that he had in the middle of the field. I mean, that's – I don't know. Anyone our age, I feel like that was football at the time. Like those eyes, you saw those eyes in every NFL, whatever, commercial, any uh, – I'm sorry. I'm, I'm Mike Singletary. Uh, listen, I, I love Mike Singletary. Yeah, me too. That's a shocker at that number, but that's a I, – I, how do you not love Mike Singletary? Well, like I said, I was going offense, defense. I just figured since the bear went first, I would take Singletary before my next guy. But I'm sorry. Look, everybody wants to score touchdowns, right? And what's better in scoring a touchdown than just running over someone? And I'm going Jim Brown. I, I'm sorry. Great pick. Oh, no. highlights of him run is just ridiculous. He's another guy before our time, right? But then you you go back and you watch those highlights, and you just watch, like you said, John, uh, he was a battering ram. He really was. There wasn't many people want to stand in front of him and try to tackle him. I'll tell you that. 
Yeah, so if you want to face my football team, you better come to play because I got Jim Brown and Mike Singletary. <laughs> and, so, and wait, <laughs> and, and one of the only good things to come out of Cleveland in a long time, right? <laughs> well, I, mean, I know me me picking a Cleveland Brown. That's uh, yeah, don't happen much. Yeah, but they don't really have that much. So I, I, I'll give them that. Jim Brown, great pick, love it. All right, Mike, how you follow up sweetness? Well, I, I have my offensive player, so I'm going defensive side of the ball here. And uh, I'm going to go with the man who was a 13-time Pro Bowler, an eight-time All-Pro, won a Super Bowl, unfortunately, with the wrong team, though. Yes. 198 sacks, and it is one Mr. Reggie White. The Reverend. Man who who left left Philadelphia entirely too early and – Unfortunately, left the world entirely too early, but an unbelievable player for his time. Yeah, he really was. He you know, really six, was. Six, five, 290, could run, had a ton of power. You know, <laughs> much the same way Dave said that uh, Lawrence Taylor gave defensive tackles nightmares, Reggie White did very similar things. And, or excuse me, uh, Offensive tackles, you know, and, and imagine, you know, early in Reggie's career, you go to the Pro Bowl and you're an AFC offensive tackle and you've got Reggie on one side and Lawrence Taylor on the other. <laughs> I mean, do you – Wow. Do you, do, you, do you want to play in that Pro Bowl or what? I mean, you know, the uh, – it was – if you think about – you look at Dave's Lawrence Taylor pick and the Reggie White pick and Michael Strahan and some of the other pass rushers that have come out of the NFC East. I wonder if you actually had a division-by-division division breakdown through, you know, since sack was an actual stat of which division recorded the most sacks. I, I'd have to guess it's the, the NFC East. It's with those two guys alone. I mean, you got a, a ton. Yeah, well, yeah, between LT, Reggie, and then you throw Strahan in there, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like Great that pick, pick a lot. Reggie. Reggie was he, he was a force, and what a in a time that we're going through right now, what a what a great human. Yeah, he was an outstanding human. So I mean. Um, yeah, he, he was uh he was a special player, man. The, special. the the minister of defense, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Minister special, of defense. Special guy. All right, Dave. You're you you got LT. Yeah, man. You guys let me right into this is perfect for me, for my team. Uh my third favorite football player ever to watch will be on my team. So my number one, Lawrence Taylor, my number two, Walter Payton, my number three would be Mr. Bo Jackson. Oh, Ooh. Bo knows Bo. I love it. And listen, I know this is all time, I, and and that's whatever. His stats, he, he's got 2,782 rushing yards. His career yards per carry, 5.4, and he's got 16 rushing touchdowns. So um, not much there, um, but all time – uh, 1987 to 1990 with the, with the Raiders. I mean, those short years. Uh, I don't know. 
we talked about with Mike's pick, Walter Payton, the most well-rounded back in NFL history, other than Walter Payton, it's really tough to argue that Bo Jackson's not it. And, and I know I leave out Barry Sanders, and, I, and no disrespect to Barry. He was great to watch. Um, but to me, on my Barry, team, Bo Jackson's it. Barry didn't have the same – he didn't have the bulk. No, well, he didn't. He didn't. But I, I'm just saying all around back. Barry could do a lot of things, but he wasn't oh, a power guy. Like right, Bo. exactly. But Walter Payton – Walter Payton, like I said, water could run you over and run yep. around you as well. So, Tony, there's one thing noticeably missing from the top eight here. Are you gonna <laughs> are you gonna remedy that or are we moving on? Man, I'm telling you, man. I I am like I'm torn here. This is the, my first time that I'm picking it the last, and I know what John was saying. See, there's, exactly. There's it, so many guys that should be on. You you know, Dave, you you mentioned Barry Sanders, and and I was. We're really looking at Barry Sanders because, man, did he get screwed playing Detroit under that stiff Wayne Fontenot <laughs> and Scott Mitchell and that, that those bogus Detroit Lion teams that he played out there with. And then I look and I say, you know, man, a, a, a tandem with Jerry Rice and Randy Moss would be unbelievable. Uh, you know, but at the end of the day, I cannot leave Tom Brady off the list because to me, I just – I can't do it. Six-time Super Bowl champion. I'm not even going to go through the resume. We know what it is. We can love him. We can hate him. Uh, we can say whatever we want. We know he plays in New England. We know he's the ultimate villain. We can talk about the flating <laughs> footballs, right? We can talk about beating us, you know, in the Super Bowl in one year, but we can also talk about us beating him in the following time that we made it to the, in 2017. So, all I'm going to say is – Tom Brady, from where he was drafted, from where he's been right now, now he goes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and we'll see what happens. But his time in New England is one of the best storybook fairy tales I've ever seen, I think we'll ever witness, and I think we'll never, ever, ever see another Tom Brady ever again. Yeah, I agree, man. Tom Brady, what a special, special player. He really was, and, and he's one of those guys. You know, one thing, too, and, and you know, before we, we, we end or, you know, go whatever route we're going, is you look at the guys in this list, and I think the biggest thing, and I think we've talked about this before, and I think you guys have agreed that we are so lucky. Listen, we're, we're middle-aged men, right? And, and we grew up in eras where we've seen some of the best players ever in their perspective sports that do things we'll never see duplicated again and because the games have changed because pitchers don't pitch nine innings anymore pitchers right basketball players don't play back-to-backs and you know football players don't play more than six years these records are never ever going to come up again so we're very lucky to be able to witness some of these all-time greats that we've been talking about tonight. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, and, and even, even when we were growing up, it was also like those all-time greats, like even the older ones, they were like only a grandfather away, you know what I yes. mean, in, in word of mouth, which is completely different than, you know, now. So I mean, I just laugh because I'm, you know, the people, you know, listening – 
can't see the spreadsheet, but I'm looking and obviously right under Tony, I see two asterisks right off the bat. This is wonderful. <laughs> it's almost like, did he auto pick? It's almost like an auto pick yeah, in fantasy yes, football, right? Yes. Oh, see, or, or a free agent. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's funny though, because as I'm looking at the, the cumulatives here, for as much as I had fun ripping on him for one of his hockey picks, I, I got to give it to John. When I, I look at his his overall squad that includes Babe Ruth, Michael Jordan, Jim Brown, and Mario Lemieux, mm. I, I got to give it to John. Yeah, he, 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 I mean, technically, you know, I asked this question a couple a couple weeks ago, who was the Michael Jordan of of every other sport? Well, is yeah. is or right? is, is Jordan the goat of goats? Right, right. I, I think he is. I think he is too. But I think John, like you just said, Mike, has got some other goats as well. Oh yeah. And I don't think I have I have one. I think I have one. So yeah, Very. John. It, it, no, I I think Tom Brady. But yeah. I, listen, I, I that's an argument for another show, but. It's really hard. Tell me there's another quarterback ever that's going to be Tom Brady, right? Dude, I mean, but put it this way. That we got the top heat ratio top eight in every sport. This is the top, what is that, 32 players in the four major sports by the heat ratio. I like it. Great I like it. Yeah, good. To, dude, this was a, a – guys, yeah, this was a great episode. Like great job, John. Yeah, John, great concept. I, I, hey, we all drafted. Yeah, but but you know I what? Talking about your draft, I mean, you had number one picks in a lot, so I I, I mean, I, you know, <laughs> I love it. I'm not complimenting you there. At yeah, all. everybody was confused when I had this crazy idea with the draft order, and and then Dave Dave said he's taking number seven, and there's only four numbers to be taken. Now, you know, well, you know what? Know what I like about this, and, and and people listening will know what I'm talking about. You guys know what I'm talking about. This isn't. We didn't decide to do a Mount Rushmore. We didn't decide to talk about what the best cereal is or what the favorite show tunes are. You know, we're at a time right now where sports are not happening. I mean, for Christ's sake, this weekend, the people are so excited over the Charles Schwab Memorial. I mean, it's not even the U.S. freaking open. And everybody's so excited because it's a live sporting event, right? So we, we were able to go an hour and talk about history of four different sports it's something that nobody's really talking about and something that people can conversate on. So, again, people, remember, there's, there's stuff beyond the dial. Open your ears up and give us a shot because, you know, I'd listen to us even if I wasn't a part of this show. <laughs> boy. I like it. I like uh, it. it. It was good, and I'll tell you what, yeah, there's – you know, there's tons of players on the that could, could and should be on this list, but – this is a way to play it out. You know what I mean? That's why that's why we did it. A lot of honorable mentions, but there always is. You know, first is great, second sucks, just like the old movie Rad used to say, right? And, uh, no, who said that? Bull Hurley and over the top, right? When uh, when Lincoln Hawk, who was Sylvester Stallone, said, uh, you know, right? He said, yeah, second sucks. Absolutely, right? Got to be first. So, again, fellas, great show again for everybody out there at Heat Ratio Sports on Twitter, at Heat Ratio Sports on Instagram, at Heat Ratio Sports on YouTube. Just get at Heat Ratio Sports and everything comes up. Uh, for, for for myself, Tony Jigsaw-Cotillo, at Cotillo 23 Coach Dave Dixon, at Coach Dixon365, John Coker, at PGHJohn36, and Mike Mataraki, at Big Mikey Smalls. Get us at Twitter, follow the personal accounts, follow the show, give us a rating, give us a review, and we will catch you next week.
Peace. So now I'm doing what I want.